the fruit of the Spirit. Praise God. Galatians 5 and 23 simply says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And they that are of Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and the lusts thereof. And so here, um, the Word of God has given us understanding about what the fruit of the Spirit is, what the characteristics uh, of uh, the, the, the Spirit working in us and living in us are. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit isn't nine different fruits. Only one fruit with nine different characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, which should all be working in and through our lives. Let me give an example. God, God the Father. God the Father, there are three in one. We know Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, but the attributes of God, the characteristics of God, we see through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen, you've seen the Father. So, uh, we understand in the fruit of the Spirit, one fruit, nine characteristics. So, what does that mean to you and I? Well, it keeps us from being able to choose which fruit we want in our life. So, case in point, well, you know, I'm not sure I want to be long-suffering, so I'll just uh, uh, let kindness be a part of my life. Nope, I'm not so sure I want kindness, so I'll just let faithfulness, I'll let that be my fruit. doesn't work that way. You can't pick and choose. These are the fruit of the Spirit characteristics that should be working in all of us. And so what I want to speak about tonight, the second one, is joy, joy. Smile. When you talk about joy, you need to have a smile on your face. We need to have that working in our lives. We're uh, entering into the Thanksgiving season, into the Christmas season. And shouldn't you and I as Christians be joyful for what Jesus Christ has done in our life? Filled with joy during these seasons and beyond even if it wasn't going to be Thanksgiving or Christmas, joy is a characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit that should be working in our lives. And so Psalms 35 and verse 9 gives us a reason why we should be joyful as men and women of God, as Christians, why joy should be working in us. Psalm 35 and in verse 9, this is what it says. And my soul shall be joyful in Jehovah. It shall rejoice in his salvation. So why should we be joyful? Why should uh, uh, we be joyful in Jehovah? Simply because of salvation. Do we have any saved people in here tonight? 
Any safe people watching online, I'm sure we have safe folks watching online. There should be a joy working in our lives and rejoicing because Jesus uh, has forgiven us of sin, because God uh, allowed us to serve his son Jesus Christ, and there should be a rejoicing taking place every single day because of salvation. Without hope in the future, there is no joy in the present. Who is our hope in? Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ every single day. And because we have that hope in Jesus Christ, there should be joy every single day working in our life. I'm talking about joy, not happiness. Because we tend to, to equate Happiness with joy. But they're two totally different ideas because they come from a different source. Now, let me, let me qualify what I'm going to be talking about tonight with this statement. I understand that we are living on this planet and because of that, there are going to be things that are going to come against us, things we're going to have to go through that this flesh isn't going to like and it's going to want to rob us of the joy of the Lord. And so what I'm going to be talking about tonight is not so much that we can, we, you know, you, you should never uh, be a, a feel a sense of loss of joy because that's, that's impossible because we're Christians, we're human, we're, we're flesh but that we can overcome the strategy that wants to take away that joy, that wants to steal the joy of the Lord. And so I wanted to qualify that because we're not perfect people. We're never going to be perfect people. We're going to have to deal with issues uh, in life. But yet, happiness is different than joy. One comes from the world. That's the source of that we get happiness from, and the other comes directly, that what we're talking about, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, living for Jesus Christ. It uh, originates through our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. Why? Let's look at happiness. What is happiness? Happiness is external. Happiness is based upon chance. Happiness is based upon circumstances. That's what happiness, happiness is. What about joy? Joy? Joy, the kind of spirit joy that we're talking about, comes from inside. It's internal. God's joy, the joy from the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, is based on not chance, but choice. And uh, joy that comes from the Holy Spirit, produced uh, of the Holy Spirit. It's not based on circumstances, but it's based on Jesus Christ. That's the huge difference between happiness and joy. You see, happiness is conditioned by and often dependent upon what's happening to me. Happiness is external. What I see, if I see something that makes me happy, I'll be happy. If I don't see it, then I'm not going to be happy. That's external. Happiness is based on chance. Maybe this time 
I'll be happy with this thing or this person or whatever it might be. It's based on chance. Joy is based on the choice we make. And that choice needs to be based on our relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, happiness is if people treat me good, if I see things are going well in my life, then I'm going to be happy. Maybe somebody invited you out for a chalupa here tonight. Boy, I'm happy after this service. I'm going to go get me a hamburger or a taco. Somebody's treating me out. I'm happy. But if my circumstance changes and they say, guess what? I'm not taking you out tonight. Forget it. I'm not going to be happy. That's the difference uh, with what we're looking at here tonight. Joy, on the other hand, speaks throughout. It's intense scripture. It deals with something going on inside of my life. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's a convincing quality of life that goes beyond what I see, what I feel, disasters that take place. That's the joy, the fruit of the Spirit. Joy, what is it? It's a divine dimension that's produced through the Holy Spirit in our lives. True joy, not happiness, but true joy. Remember what I said on Sunday. It's not what's happening to me, but it's happening, what's happening in me that's going to determine what takes place in my life, what I allow to happen in my life or not. And so when you allow the joy of the Lord that's internally produced it's not going to matter who doesn't like me. It's not going to matter what disappointment I face. It's not going to matter what goes wrong because I'm going to be able to overcome that. Why? Because of the Spirit of God that's working in me, producing the true joy in my life. That's the difference. That's why you see people walking around all bummed out. You know, I've got plenty of reasons to lose the joy as pastor and, and, and overseer of this congregation and the other churches that we still have. I, there's plenty of reasons. And if I allow that to happen, well, forget it. I'll never be joyful. But I got to look past that stuff. And I got to be able to draw my joy from God's word and my relationship with the spirit of God working in me. That stands for each and every single one of us, whether at work, whether at school, whether in your home, whatever it, you might be dealing with today. Don't let those things determine true and lasting joy. It's not what's happening to me, but what's happening in me that matters. And to have the fruit of joy, that, that fruit, that characteristic, of the Spirit working in our lives, we're going to have to realize there's a journey taking place. There's a, we are a work in progress. And it's being developed. The Hebrew word for joy means to leap and uh, to jump, to spin around with pleasure, bliss, gladness, celebration. Have you ever been so joyful that you just started jumping around? 
you found a check you lost for $1,000, and it's like, yeah! You see, the joy that, that the Word of God speaks about causes a person to sidestep the difficulties that, that maybe they may be facing and in the, in, in, in the midst of those things still be able to inside, if that's the case, to leap and spin and say, God, I, I, I know what's happening, but thank you because I know something good is taking, going to take place in my life. And so there's a journey in, in allowing that type of joy to be produced, and some of you are looking like, you've got to be crazy. You know, that can never happen. But again, it takes time for that kind of fruit to be developed in our life. Diligence, patience, hard work. You know, grapes don't just automatically pop out of the vine. There's work that takes place in, in those grapes being produced. Uh, that vine has to be cultivated, has to be nurtured. Weeds have to be pulled. Soil has to be turned around that grapevine. Bugs need to be killed. And so in our journey where joy is being produced, we're going to face, as I said, possibly apathy, pessimism, doubt, despair. And that's when the Holy Spirit kicks in uh, and says, that's okay, you're going to be fine. Uh, I'm producing something in you. I'm producing, I'm maturing your life so that when these assaults come, you'll be able to work past them. It is a process. We cannot manufacture that. You ever seen people who pretend to be happy when you know they're miserable? I mean, they are the most, you know they're miserable, but they still put a, oh, yeah, it's going good. Everything's fine. And, and they go, go into the room and, ah! You see, the kind of joy that I'm speaking about cannot be produced. It cannot be faked. It is genuine that comes uh, through a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. That's what takes place in our lives. And so Paul writes in the chapter be, uh, uh, before, in verse 15, and he's speaking to these people at this church, these Galatians, and he asks a very penetrating question. And the question that maybe I'm going to ask you here tonight, in verse 15, in chapter 4, he asks, what has happened to all your joy? What's happened to your joy? Some of you have been dogged by circumstances, by issues, by, by whatever it is that's going on around your life. And the question tonight that Paul asked, what happened to the joy of the Lord in your life? Why have you allowed these things to rob you? Why have you allowed Satan uh, to lie to you and to tell you that you can't be joyful anymore, that these things uh, have ruined everything that's go that, that God wants to do in your life? Push that aside. Bind the devil. Put aside those lies and say, no, devil, I've got the joy of God in my life. And I'm going to work for that. I'm going I'm to be diligent. I'm going to read my word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast so that I can re resume and let God begin to bring that joy in my life. William Barclay 
said that a gloomy Christian is a contradiction in terms. A gloomy Christian is a contradiction in terms. And so what he's saying is powerful. If we claim to be Christians, then why are we gloomy? Why are we allowing ourselves to be down? It's a misnomer. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. And so what we need to do is examine our lives and find out and ask ourselves, are we allowing ourselves to be robbed of the fruit of that spirit called joy that God wants to not only produce but strengthen? Because if we let those things, things, the distractions I talked about on Sunday, overwhelm us, hey, Martha lost her joy, didn't she? She, wasn't happy. she was not a happy camper. She was a grouchy lady because she allowed all that stuff to rob her of the joy of being with Jesus. So let me get back to this. What are some joy killers? And I'm going to name them off, three of them, real quickly. There are a lot of them. Do a word study on these, and you'll see how they can rob you of your joy. Number one, hidden sin, unconfessed sin. That'll rob you of joy right away. Relational conflicts, right? That'll rob you of joy. Discontentment, that'll kill your joy in a minute. Do a, do a study on those three aspects that I just spoke about, and you'll see how the enemy uses those things. So let's look at some joy builders here tonight. Those, are, those were joy killers. Let's look at some joy builders, because we need to build joy in our lives. Number one, joy comes from understanding God's word and God's truth. Because when you have an understanding and you study and you, you know God's word, when things start to go sideways or those little voices in your head start to talk to you, you'll know that they go contrary to what God says about you. You'll know that when the lie is coming, that goes contrary to what God says should be a part of your life. You see, joy comes from understanding God's truth. And the secret of having that joy is called perspective. How are you viewing what's going on around you? Paul discovered the secret of being content with what God had given to him. And whatever it is he went through, he had the right perspective concerning God's word and God's truth when it came to his life and when it came to who he was. Philippians 4.12, we know it very well. I know, Paul says, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And I've learned the secret of being content, the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Paul says he learned the secret of being content, of having contentment in his life. That's a mystery 
that God revealed to Paul that he gives to you and I through his word. Why? Because when we have a right perspective, an understanding of God's truth, we can have joy in spite of our circumstances. That was what Paul was saying. Whether to have or I don't have, I'm still going to be content. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be joyful because I know God is in control. I have a good perspective. That's what I apply in my life, he says. In any and every situation, we know that God's word is truth. And when we have the wrong perspective, when we're not in the word of God, we don't know the word of God, we don't study the word of God, then we're going to have a wrong perspective when we are lacking in something or something that we don't like is taking place. We're going to be robbed of that joy and that contentment that Paul is speaking about. So joy, the source of joy, that fruit of the Spirit working in us comes through a proper understanding of God's Word. Romans chapter 5 and verses 2 through 5. Again, we read, listen carefully. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know, we know. Can you say that with me tonight? We know. You see, when you know that God's word is there for you and God's truth is going to see you through it in spite of what you feel, see, or think, then you know it's going to be okay. And that's exactly what Paul was writing here to the Roman church. And he says, when we run into problems and trials, we know that they help us develop what? Endurance. He's saying there's a process taking place and I'm developing strength or endurance in my life. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment, for we know how God dearly loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. You see, Paul says the people that have this fruit of joy working in their life. They're not devoid of problems. They're not in some bubble protected by any issues or, or, or circumstances. But he's saying they have problems too. They have issues too. In fact, their problems are pregnant with problems. But he says that doesn't stop them from understanding, hey, it's the joy of the Lord that's working in my life. That fruit of the Spirit that's developing endurance in me. That joy comes from understanding the truth according to God's word. So you can have joy tonight in the midst of financial difficulty, physical difficulty, job difficulty, relational difficulty. No matter what it is, the deep, dark times in your life, if you understand God's word and purpose, God will see you through it. You can have that confidence. It's going to be okay. That's where the joy is. 
the fruit of the Spirit. It's going to be fine. Sure, we're human. I get it. But inside, not outside, that's what's going to matter. People who have joy have the knowledge and the perspective that God is in control. Listen to what Billy Sunday, great evangelist, this is what he said. The trouble with many people is that they've got just enough religion to make them miserable. If there's no joy in religion, then you've got a leak in your religion. So I wonder how many leaky Christians we have here tonight. Because it's not religion. Just having religion, that's not going to cause you to be able to make it through the difficulties with joy, that fruit of the Spirit. You're going to have to have a relationship with God. You're going to have to have a relationship and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that He's working in you. You see, when you do that, you have that relationship with God, you have the proper perspective of God's truth, then you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. Recognizing God's joyful attributes. That is what's going to help us move forward and uh, continue on through difficulties. When you know that this fruit of the Spirit called joy, that that's part of God's character. Because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, we know one God, the triune God, one, one God. And uh, we know that God has this attribute working in him. It's called joy. We serve a, law, a, a God who is joyful. How do you, what's your perspective of, of God? Standing up there waiting with a big baseball bat to give you a coscorone to get you a, a on your head every time you think something wrong or do something wrong, he's going to bang you on the head. You see, we can help, be helped tremendously in our walk with Christ as this fruit is being developed, if we learn to see God as not a taskmaster, but as the God of the universe who knows how to smile. Does that strike you as strange? Somebody looking like, God smiles? God can be joyful? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Zephaniah chapter 3. Verse 17. We haven't got time for you to find it. Just listen. <laughs> this is how God feels about you. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I mean, think about that. This is what God thinks about you. This is how God reacts when he sees you. God delights in you, and he breaks off into song when he thinks about you. Is that hard to believe? You know, sometimes it's hard to believe because we know us. God, you're going to sing about me? God, you're going to break out in overjoy about me? Yes, he does. Husbands, just like you do when you see your wife. And you break out in joy and singing, Here she comes, my beautiful wife. 
And ladies, you do the same with your husband. I know it's time for a marriage seminar. We're going to have one coming up. Me and Sister Nancy, we're going to be doing one here for, for couples and anyone who's in the process of getting married. God sings when he thinks about us. That's God. When, and so when you understand that fruit of the Spirit comes from God, joy, how much more can, should we allow ourselves to want to develop that and let that be a part of our lives. I like the way the Living Bible paraphrases that. Zephaniah. Is that a joy, joyous choir I hear? No. It's the Lord himself exulting over you in happy song. You see, if you're struggling with joy in your life and, and, and being able to allow that fruit to develop in your life, Maybe it could be because your relationship with God may be strained. Because when you have that relationship with God, you have a confidence in God that he loves you, that he cares about you. No matter what happens around you, no matter what's going on inside of you, God knows us. He created us. Every fiber of our body, he created uh, meticulously, the word of God tells us. And he rejoices over us. That's why we know his word and we get a right perspective. And not only because we know that joy is the attribute of God, that fruit of the spirit that works in us, but also remember that fruit of the spirit, joy, works in us as we worship the Lord, as we praise God, as we sing to the Lord. We've been designed to respond in worship through reverence, through rejoicing, through praise. And when we do that, joy is being cultivated. That fruit is being developed. In Psalm 66 and verse 1 through 4, Shout with joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Shout with joy to God all the earth. You see, because God delights and he finds great joy in you and I when we worship. That joy begins to flow back into our lives. Think about that here this evening. The scripture tells us that what we sow, we reap. That when we worship God and we shout with joy the praises of the Lord, God will return that back into our lives. See, we need to come ready when we come into the house of God. Allow that fruit of the Spirit, joy, to begin to take over. You might have had a bad day. Maybe it's been a bad month. Hey, 
could be a bad year. But see, don't let that determine when we come into God's presence, hey, nothing's going to stop me from praising God. Nothing's going to stop me from the joy of the Lord in my worship because I know when I do that, it's going to come right back into my life. As we worship God, celebrate God, His love, His joy working in us, that fruit of the Spirit, that's what caused David to leap and to give God praise and thanks. In verse 7, Psalm 28, the Lord is my strength and shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. You see, here tonight, as we bow our heads before the Lord for a few moments,